Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross sat. Look at him getting caught drinking on the job. <laughs> Look at that. We're just a couple of broken men right here. Will Washington, Sean Ross sat. You know what? Well, we're both alive, and that's all you can ask for sometimes. That's all I can ask for today. I. This is a day for me to to just be grateful for that kind of stuff. And yeah, and plus there's a lot to talk about. So there uh, is. That's what I do best is is babble. So and and fortunately for both of us, Jimmy didn't show up to work today per usual. We're gonna chalk it up to the explosive diarrheas per usual. Um, that's never happened to me. I almost died from COVID last Wednesday. That's why I don't show up to work. And I still came to work last Wednesday, but uh, Jimmy's not here. But fortunately for me, that means we get to hang out with you today. Um, and uh, we're talking about what you guys want to talk about. And not only that. We're doing that all the time on Fightful Select because Ask Grapsity is on Fightful Select every couple of weeks. Y'all doing tomorrow as well? Uh, Phil and Reg are. So I okay. tomorrow, I'll be there for part of it, but I have to chaperone my daughter's first middle school dance tomorrow afternoon. And so therefore, look, I have to be there for the embarrassment. I have to be, when I first told her that I had this idea, she was like, her eyes got so big and she's like, dad, and, this, <laughs> and she's come around on it now. And, uh, I think it's going to be fun. Look, this sure. is middle school, middle school is three years, right? Sixth, seventh yeah. and eighth. Think about the, the fact that, uh, there's been a pandemic nearly three years now. This is these kids first middle school oh dance gosh, right. in three years this is the first time they're allowing these kids to have this again so. i was i was uh not let down when i scrolled down that post and saw all the will smith bad boys <laughs> yes. uh, like immediately i was like you know what you know what's happening it's gonna be there yes. uh but guys we're here to talk about what you guys want to talk about this is the what do you guys want to talk about show i'll be back on select with a q a this week uh, again i was down and out from covid last week but 
You did get Ask Rhapsody. You're getting it again this week. I also posted some exclusive content. Um, we had Making a Finisher, Duke the Dumpster Drosy, which I know you guys were just aching to see. You all were just dying to find out how the trash compactor existed. I'm posting uh, Rhino, Making a Finisher, The Gore on Fightful Select this week, and a uh, pretty hilarious video in hindsight where I react to a Joe Holbert, Jeremy Lambert draft video that I had no idea. I thought they were drafting against each other. They were drafting together, so I buried them anyway. Um, that was left in the archives for a very long time. But FightfulSelect.com gives you Q&As every single week, uh, not just from me, not just from Grapsity. Jimmy does them sometimes as well. But a good way to get your question or statement read on the air at all times, but especially today, donate your Super Chats. Donate your Humper Chats. YouTube's been affecting our algorithm a little bit. We're overcoming it. You guys are are donating an awful lot to Alex and, and Kate to, to read off puns. And for, for that, I I both feel bad for you and thank you. But Lord Zypher says, any plans for either of you to be at Revolution? Uh, as of right now, I'm a no on that, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, it, it all depends to me on exclusive content and uh, who we have there. Now we do not have exclusive access to media scrums anymore. Uh, Will is usually there. He'll live stream them, but we don't have like exclusive interview access there. So for me, it makes more sense if we have a team of people on the scene already for me to be at home doing the post show. Uh, Will, what are your thoughts? That, that's less of a trip for you than it is for me. Um, I was planning on it. Uh, we'll see. Uh, that it all depends, but I... It was definitely in the plans as of yesterday. We'll see how things work out. Um, Will always does great work there, though. And Caden says, one hour left from my Florida to Texas drive. This sucks. I would not make that drive. I I didn't even make the drive to Winston-Salem. I said, you know what? I'm going to fly to Charlotte and drive from there, and I don't regret that whatsoever. So uh, I am... I'm just not doing that. Plus, uh, my vehicle gets about a good three miles a gallon. So, <laughs> uh, Meet Normus says, what's good, fellas? My vote is in, or my vote is Jade for gear of the year. In Out of the Ring, she's killing it from a, a cosplay to a Hawks game seven. So, this is an easy plug, uh, Will. Something you and I cared awful lot about, the Fightful Awards. The voting is now open on Fightful Select. I'm doing about two topics a day. Uh, today's is uh, one that I thought would be kind of cool to group together. It is uh, best wrestling book, comic, art, or video game. And I'm sure as that expands, that award will expand. But right now, uh, that one's up. We've got the U20 award, which is best wrestler under 20 years old. We got rookie of the year. We have finisher of the year up. This is exclusive to Fightful Select subscribers. It is not me and Will and Denise deciding who's going to win these even though we are absolutely going to get blamed for it well <laughs> oh of course now as no matter what when we present it that's exactly how it's going to go it's going to be oh fightful well they yeah. love these guys and yeah that's exactly how it goes it's okay prepared for it I'm doing award shows for yeah god this will be my 18th so, so i have it you're the yeah. veteran i'm not yes. <laughs> so what what i'm gonna do is just ignore all that um I'm not known for ignoring things on social media, and I am very excited to ignore that. But uh, I think this is something fun for our audience, especially. And we will get to see like how our audience skews and how how they they tend to vote. There was already, I, I, I mean, 
there's already one the U20 the runaway in that one kind of surprised me how how like how that one's looking so far but um go go ahead offer offer your no, thoughts so I mean cuz I was going to say uh cuz we also have best celebrity cameo up that one yeah. I think um I guess it's not surprising to me uh yeah. you know I will say that uh your boy is in camp Johnny Knoxville me too but <laughs> me too but, I don't think I ever enjoyed a wrestling match as much as I might have enjoyed that match. That one, I, like from just a pure, like hanging out with my friends perspective, <laughs> everybody that came over to my house for WrestleMania knew exactly who Johnny Knoxville was. And we all had a fucking hoot watching that match. I mean, honestly, being at the Rumble, the pop that the opening notes <laughs> to the Jackass theme got. Like, none of the other themes are getting reactions at this point. Everybody's like, oh, whose theme is this? Whose theme is that? But as soon as you hear that jackass opening three notes, it was like the place went bananas. So, I don't and buddy, know. That was, that was a, a rare thumbs up on that show. Because it was <laughs> like, that show got some sources for me. There were so many people that were so pissed off with their WWE booking around then that there were people that are like, I'm just finally going to talk to this guy. I'm just finally going to give it up and, and talk to him. Uh, so, I mean, that was one of those things where there, there was some like respectful jealousy uh, among those that I spoke to. They're like fucking Johnny Knoxville's getting better reactions than our top guys. And they didn't know if that was a, a byproduct of terrible booking or just because the guy's perpetually over. I think it was a combination of both of them. Uh, but boy, that was, I, I had almost forgotten that he had done the Royal Rumble spot, but Again, this is why I look at things and I look at a topic like we, we, one of the categories is performer of the year, which is different from in ring wrestler of the year. And I'm like, is Sami Zayn going to run away with this? Like with, with the hot streak that he's on after, after doing what he did with Sami Zayn and doing what he's done with the bloodline, is he going to run away with that award for us? I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's going to be really interesting uh, because I don't think, like, just watching the way it's all been going, I don't think it skews toward one company. Because I know sure. that that's a thing that people kind of look at for these awards. And, you know, when the Observer Awards come out every year, they're like, oh, it skews AEW. But so far, it's looked like things are are going pretty much any direction that, that seems most feasible um, and most reasonable. I... I'm excited for this. I'm excited to present this. It's I've got some cool so ideas excited. for how it's going to be presented. Uh, but yeah, it's me, Sean, and Denise. Looking forward to it. If you're not subscribed, FightfulSelect.com to get your vote in. Or if you are subscribed and just haven't voted yet, get those votes in. Yeah, it's going to be ongoing for the next couple of weeks. And uh, I'm going to do two a day. I'm very, very excited for this, guys. Very excited. We wanted to bring something positive, too. These are all positive awards, all like highlights of the year. And no worse. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm past worse. I you don't want to do I that. Those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all due respect, you know, to the, the people who do those awards. It's just not, not what we want to do. KE775 says, do you think Saturday is Alba Fire's final NXT appearance? I'm going to have a little bit of an update on some of the methods of NXT call-ups on Fightful Select this week. Subscribe, five bucks. But, I mean, this is going to be probably a significant point for NXT in deciding like the method of those call-ups will because in the past with Vince McMahon sometimes you would just see a big bunch of them called up I think under Triple H you're probably going to see a more steady stream and it's going to be called up uh more as needed than than uh, giant clusters 
And I have a feeling we'll probably see a little more coordination with it. We're not going to get like those Keith Lee type situations where, hey, we just made him a dual champion. And now, uh, sorry, he's being called up to the main roster. Yeah. Bye. I'm like, I, I have a feeling we won't see a whole lot of that. Or like what they did with even Aleister Black and Ricochet, where uh, all of a sudden in the middle of them being used in NXT television, they're called up to the main roster. I think there's going to be a little more coordination. Uh, yes. But... It, it, I'm interested in what you end up reporting on that because, I mean, there isn't a formula right now. We haven't really seen, yeah. other than maybe Sola Sokoa, there hasn't really been anybody out of the modern NXT that's been uh, pulled to the main roster. I'm interested in how that ends up shaking out. And he was he was one that Vince McMahon had considered bringing up before. Did I ever tell you that what I the fable of the Riddle story and how he got called up? No. Okay, so this has not been confirmed. I know a lot of people think like, oh, I talked to Riddle all the time because we did a show. I've not talked to Riddle in like four years. Like we, I've not spoken to him since he, since the congrats uh, for the WWE signing thing. The word that I got was after the Brock Lesnar interaction backstage, Vince McMahon got word of it. Now, I am always going to be of the belief that Paul Heyman is an evil genius and he got in Brock's ear and he's like, guess who's been talking shit about you, Brock? Because I think that Paul Heyman looked at it and said, I can make money with those two against each other in the ring. And he knows better than anybody what motivates Brock. And then <laughs> yeah, also true. there's, you know, the Goldberg stuff. So what I had heard, and again, this, this has been like a story that had circulated was that Vince called in Matt Riddle for a meeting. And was like, buddy, you got some heat. And you got some heat with some pretty big guys. What are you going to do to fix it? And that Riddle was kind of like, I'm sorry, I thought you liked making money type of thing to Vince mm -hmm. McMahon. And he's like, aren't, aren't you concerned about what might happen? He's like, aren't you concerned about what might happen to them if they try something? And I guess <laughs> Vince loved it. Is And again, that's not verbatim. But from what I understood... That was that's the story that got relayed, and that wasn't like a, a riddle saying this to people story. Because honestly, for that guy, that's that's just his lifestyle. That's just how he lives. He fights people for fought people for a living for a long time, and from what I understand, Vince was like Triple H, do whatever you got to do to get these titles off of this guy because he's coming up and he's coming up to the main roster, and he's the guy that I want. Maybe <laughs> he's not facing Brock or Goldberg. But this is the kind of guy I want up. And I was like, okay, for all, you know, he, a lot of people think that he's a dumb guy. I negotiated with that guy. Me and Jimmy did. And he is, he is a very savvy person. Like he's, he understands like the thing to say in that situation. But that was one that always like stood out to me and his call up that meeting, it affected, um, it affected Stokely. It affected um, Indu Cher. It affected, Pete Dunn, Timothy Thatcher, uh, another team in NXT. It affected plans. It started a domino effect for an awful lot of people during that period. But yeah, that's yeah. So I, I hope with Hunter and Sean being a little more in cahoots with each other that it's there's not going to be a whole lot of those type of domino effect situations where hey, yeah. we're just taking your guy. Figure out the title situation. Sure. <laughs> Sure. KE775 says, what are your predictions for deadline on Saturday? So uh, full disclosure, I do not have a prediction show set up for either one of these, but uh, Rob and Maggie on coexisting with Rob and Maggie have been doing an incredible job because honestly, our feed has been so filled up with 
you know, we got wrestling perspective and, and like, we'll, we'll have day after dynamite and spotlight. And then an, an interview or two uh, late in the week that Rob and Maggie have really stepped up and, and done that very well for fightful overbooked. So I want to thank them. They are also on uh, coexisting after dark and fightful select, but uh, we'll go ahead and make some, some picks for deadline. We got Alba fire Isla Dawn. I think, I think Isla Dawn's probably winning that one. I, I got them or got her. Uh, I mean, it depends. Like, is this the time to end, um, Mandy Rose's reign or is this just like another challenger in her ever growing reign of dominance? Cause that changes my answer depending on how that's going to go. I don't know if this is the time to end her reign. And if it's not, then I feel like you can kind of test the waters with somebody like an Isla Dawn, um, Speaking I of test, testing the waters, Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews tested the waters last night and went fishing. Um, I have always thought that Apollo Crews would be such a good, like, fake nice guy character. Like, he's complimenting you to your face, but you don't know. You know what I mean? Like, one of those. Because he's got that big, big smile, and he seems like such a nice guy. And, like... I would love it if he's like, man, I think it's really impressive what you've been able to do given so little. Like, <laughs> I think he would be great like that. He's like, it's, it's amazing what you're able to accomplish with such little athleticism. Like, I'm really impressed by that. I think he'd be great at that. But uh, bro- Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Breaker, I feel like, is winning this, but Apollo Crews going to NXT has just been objectively good for him because he's on TV. Uh... I mean, again, it, it's a case of is Braun Breaker's time. Like, uh, what what are we looking at as far as his time is concerned? You know, he was on Raw earlier this year. Didn't really get much of a reaction. And I think that probably kind of told them he probably needs to sit in the oven a little bit longer. Um, and also, I think that the, the person to end Braun Breaker's reign, like, officially, not like a Dolph Ziggler type thing, probably should come out of the Iron Survivor Challenge um somebody like a to me a carmelo hayes and in that sense uh yeah i think he retains carmelo hayes is who i'm also picking there i'm interviewing him uh thursday that will be up early for fightful select subscribers uh tier two members also we'll have early notes we have early notes with angelina love and psycho boy fodder up there as well uh we've just got so much so much interview content danny limelight coming very very soon and let me tell you i talked to him around the time he left AEW, I thought there was some real good accountability there for him. That's going to be a good interview for you guys to listen to. Uh, the other 
uh, Iron Survivor Challenge. We broke the news of this match on FightfulSelect.com. What about the, the women's side of things? I mean, you mentioned Carmelo Hayes. That's who I think is winning there as well. Um, I think it's time for Indy to come up. Like, I think that they should probably bring her up and she should team with Candice at this point. But um, I'll, I'll just throw it out there and say, like, I, maybe maybe Roxanne again. But, I don't, hell, I don't know. I have no idea the direction here. Uh, Roxanne's, I think, a solid pick in terms of, like, it, last night they did the the video packages for everybody in the match and uh she definitely had the most convincing one in the sense of the first time around i was i came off like this was my dream um but now that i'm past that now that i have achieved the dream yeah. now it's time to go after some goals and it seemed like they're going for a more serious roxanne perez um core j yeah, told I, me she texted roxanne perez the like the day that they announced the roh hiatus and she is like Let's get you in here. And in in the meantime, Roxanne worked ROH, Impact, and AEW during that period. So she got her shit in, and I, I respect that a lot. Yeah. I think Roxanne's a good pick. I think New Day are winning the NXT tag titles. I do, too, and that kind of makes me sad. And really? I'll tell you why, folks. The New Day, my favorite act ever. Yeah. I think there's literally it's the only person i've ever dressed up as going to a wrestling show is when <laughs> me and my boys went dressed as the new day i was xavier woods um but <laughs> my favorite act probably ever in pro wrestling um i have this feeling that after that feud with the usos just recently the little mini feud they did um over the usos getting the tag title record after the Usos won that, I had this, I couldn't shake this feeling that the New Day feels washed. And I hate that feeling because I think there's so much more you could do with them um, that I don't like the feeling of them seeming washed. Then when they showed up on NXT last night, um, I thought maybe it would help shake that feeling, but I feel like it's almost like a lose-lose. If they lose the tag titles, uh, if they lose that match, it's pretty deadly. They are absolutely going to feel washed. Um, yes. and if they win, then it almost feels like a consolation prize for a team that's washed. And I can't shake uh, okay. this feeling that either way they go, like the, the new day, I don't know. L it, losing it, Big E did hurt them an awful lot. It did. It did. And I mean, I love all three of those guys, but he, he was like the heart and soul of, of what new day still was. And it feels like even in their in their work there, they've got like that chip on their shoulder, like Oh yeah. Like we know that we've lost that, but I mean they're also both so supremely talented. Like I I don't mind seeing them pop up on NXT because I can tell you I don't have a great amount of interest in NXT in general. Uh more so now than I did about five months ago. But this type of thing is gonna continue, by the way. We're gonna keep seeing main roster talent as well. I think my uh, my only thing with that, all of that is uh because I agree with you. I think losing Big E was a bigger deal than I think we thought it was going to be, especially now, because I can't think of a better time than now that they could use Big E as, you know, you talk about AEW trios, but WWE has had, you know, trios nonstop, right? We've had, yes. uh, um, they've got the Brawling Brutes, they've got the OC, and like, to think about the fact that the New Day as a complete trio 
would actually have more to do than they've ever had to do as a trio right now, and they don't have that. I think that's what burns the most. I would, like, I've had people say, oh, what could WWE introduce trios titles? If they do, I think you keep the tag titles combined and then Mm -hmm. do trios titles, and you look at things, Imperium, Legado del Fantasma, um, it would be very easy to add someone to Los Lotharios or combine them with maximum male models as they've done now because I think they they would fit really well. New Day, assuming Biggie gets healthy again, the Bloodline is there, the OC, Judgment Day, like there there are options for that. Um, but I also think that some of those titles should be floating titles as well. But yeah, yeah we'll see. Joseph Corey with a very important question. Shout out to SRS and Will. Two of the very best in the business today. Do you think Denise will have to take a big fat shit while she's on the NXT pre-show? Yes, but will she do it? I don't know. I'll say this for Denise. She at least keeps it very professional. I am legitimately very happy for her. It was difficult to not spoil her own news for her just just to do it. But um, I am so fucking proud of Denise. She puts in the work. There are so many people that say that they want to do the type of thing that Denise does, but there are very few people that want to make the sacrifices and put in the work and, and the, the social sacrifices the, the the relationship sacrifices that she does. Uh, yes. She's going to have to take a big fat shit <laughs> <laughs> to answer the question. Your thoughts, Will. You got me. I was... <laughs> no, I, I'm really proud of Denise. Like dead serious. Um, I also, uh, I think the worst thing I could have done was the tweet I had about it was in my drafts all day. And the worst thing I could have done is like accidentally hit tweet instead of save to drafts um, and just spoiled all of it. But uh, uh, no, I'm really proud of her. And I think it is a a really cool thing that uh, that her voice is seen as um authoritative in the industry the fact that you know when they made the announcement on nxt last night the the way they were just like denise salcedo of instinct culture and it's like hey that's her youtube channel yes. and hey i'm on that so uh, <laughs> it's like hey that's kind of a plug for after the week. She, she's gonna inspire a whole lot of women that don't real they didn't think that this was an option or a line of work that they get into and her method is always just like shut the fuck up and do the work just just yeah. do the work do the work and do good work, and eventually it'll, it'll, if you're good at it, there you go. Uh, Dan says, Sean, first time Humper Chat. By the way, guys, you can get in Humper Chats at humperchats.com. Some of you go, what the hell is that? Well, it allows you to leave your question or statement before we go on the air. And Dan says, first time Humper Chat, random question, but the AEW cameraman by the ring steps, they always seem to have him in all black, fully masked. You know if this is intentionally done. It is intentionally done. It's not a character thing. He's built like a wrestler. I mean, I had people that told me he was Mata from uh, Tough Enough at one point, and I was like, that ain't him, buddy. He's just a cameraman. Um, whenever, like, you know, I mean, he got mistaken for Claudio an awful lot. People were messaging me like, that's him. But it's not. He just wants to be around there and and be sort of anonymous. And you know what? If you want to sit around and be anonymous while you're browsing the interwebs, you're browsing uh, whatever it is that you're on, Check out NordVPN.com slash Fightful, which I do not have. Oh, yes, I do have a graphic for right here. Is it the current one? It is. Four additional months free on the fastest VPN in the world, NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Boy, let me tell you, over the last couple of weeks, this has helped me. I went to Winston-Salem 
I was on uh, hotel Wi-Fi, uh, convention Wi-Fi, and uh, airport Wi-Fi. And then, of course, restaurants that I was at. And you don't want to do that. You want to protect yourself from online trackers, annoying pop-up ads, and malware. That's what NordVPN.com does. In addition to that, when you get this great deal with NordVPN, you get four additional months free. If for some reason you don't like it, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. But I got to watch some documentaries last week, some WWE documentaries that I'd missed out on. I don't like dealing with the Peacock interface. So I have WWE Network overseas. I'm able to use that interface as I like it. It's a good time, and it worked on all my devices. So while I was laid out, I had that set up on my router, and it just went through. It protected everything in my house. But then individually, when I leave, it's on my phone. It's on my Surface Pro. It's on everything. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Uh, not only that, man, I don't have the hoodie up here. I just took it off. They got some sweet merch, too. I'm jealous of their logo. Like I, We got to get a Fightful logo like that. I want to get something a little bit better. I've, I've got envy. I got envy over Nord right now. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Shot Kid says, looking at the notes and highlights, it feels like ROH's media call was the least promotory Tony Khan had been on uh, in a while. Well, it started off on a very personal note. Very personal note, yeah. Uh, Will, were you able to be on the call today? I know you had a busy yes. day. Yes, I was on that call. Um, didn't get my question asked, but uh, a lot of people didn't. But there also sure. wasn't a whole lot of time. Um, there was It was 20 minutes of Tony Khan sharing some details about the William Regal thing. The long mm -hmm. and the short of it is... Unfortunately, Tony Khan's mother, since All Out, has had two strokes, uh, I believe, around then and then early October, around the time they went to Toronto. And William Regal asked for his release. Specifically, he said, I would like if you did not renew the options that you have on my deal so I can go spend time with my son. And one of the conversations they had was William Regal saying, considering the position that you're in right now, can, can't you relate to me? And Tony Khan was like, yeah, you're right. I can. And obviously he said he's not going to facilitate all of those. I thought about that, right? Yeah. Because immediately my thought goes to the amount of kind of cross-promotional relationships that exist sure. across companies and anybody who'd want to be together. And um, the fact that there are so many, when you think about Keith Lee and Mia Yim, you think about um, uh, Zelina Vega and Malachi, like immediately my brain kind of went to to that and so when he said you know obviously can't facilitate all of those but in this case i do understand yes um yeah i i fully got that and that made sense and uh, i've got a lot of respect for tony khan just personally because you know the stuff that, that malachi said and what i shouldn't have tweeted I mean, albeit accurately tweeted um and it was before i watched his video tony khan called me after that and he said I know the mental health of our performers matters to you. That is never a concern with me. I just want to let you know that. And that was while Tony was in the middle of going, like dealing with all this stuff with his family, which I did not know about at that point. So um, that says an awful lot. And I want to say, Tony's not the only one to do that. Like people from WWE do that too. So it's not like some uh, out of pocket type of thing. I had a lot of, a lot of people high up in WWE last week that, that were, checking on me after after covid so i mean like these people are not just like these blank executives without any emotion or any 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 semblance of a real life or anything like that they they by and large honestly they're they're usually pretty kind to us on a personal level and oh, yeah, I, I hate I, to hear I, that 
I, I tweeted earlier about uh, some stuff going on with me and that it's not great that I'm not going to get into the details of right now, but um, one of the people I heard from on that was Tony Khan. And uh, so, and knowing that this was all while having to tell his own story to the public, and yeah. I even uh, noted to him um, that I said that, uh, you know, that's not an easy thing to do because that kind of story, that kind of thing is going to be scrutinized by media. Um, and, you know, having your privacy on that as long as you have it is, is usually the best thing you can ask for. Uh, and so... Yeah, I'd say a lot of details. I'd say a lot of the narrative kind of changed today because we got a lot sure. more details. Because one of the big details to come out of it, of course, was the fact that uh, thanks to David Bixenspan asking about it, um, the terms of Regal's release. Great and, question he had, by yeah, the way. It was a great question. Um, and the terms of Regal's release, of course, gave us the detail that Regal will not be allowed to appear on screen, I think Tony said, through next year. Uh, and... So that actually makes a whole lot of sense. I know that uh, I, I've seen from a lot of people going, well, you know, you hate non-compete clauses from WWE. How can you support a non-compete clause here? And in this case, this is somebody who is, I think anybody who asks for their release, um, and this is just my feeling on it, no matter what side it's on. It's that, uh, you know, I think there have to be some concessions on the side of, uh, the person essentially losing out um, or the person kind of winning out, right? In in the sense of if you ask for your release and you are granted your release, there have to be some kind of terms for you essentially not fulfilling the entirety of sure. your contract. And so... Um, Which was the case with Malachi as well. From what I had understood, the, the element of that was you ain't got to show up to work on Wednesdays, but you ain't going to WWE. Like you can mm -hmm. work indies and all that. And that was the conditional aspect that I had always heard of was that like, well, you can go do what you want and you don't have to be here if it's affecting you in, in this way, but we're not going to let you just waltz onto screen somewhere else because they, I mean, even though they kind of did through, through an error, WWE kind of let him do that. Yeah, <laughs> they did. But, yeah. you know, in Regal's case, I think um, it, it, it actually kind of helps AEW continue to sell this story, right? Like yes. how dumb would it look if, MJF takes out Regal on screen. He's taken off in an ambulance, but then he like shows up on WWE TV. Meanwhile, AEW TV is still having to book around the idea that MJF did what he did, and Brian's looking for revenge for that. Like, hey, it, Regal essentially disappearing from the public eye for a year. Um, that's something you could continue to tell this story around, that yeah. MJF, uh, his actions destroyed the blackpool combat club like i can't imagine i was actually thinking about this all along of like what is the blackpool combat club going to do with regal essentially being on the other side but if you don't have regal appearing on screen if you don't have him appearing on camera then at least you have time to tell a story with the blackpool combat club do some kind of breakup angle whatever you're going to do without having to worry about what regal's presence on tv is going to do WWE about to push war games back to December, like January 1st of <laughs> the next year, just so he could go out and say it. Uh, Small Snippets of Life says, wishing you both the best. What are your uh, best guess on what the ROH future broadcast news will be post pay-per-view? I think at worst, they're going to have like an ROH show. Uh, we did break the news on Fightful Select that they are returning to Orlando next weekend for dark tapings. 
I think at worst, they're going to be like, well, let's do a proof of concept for, for YouTube. It's something they can very easily produce, especially if they've already got the soundstage and stuff like that. But oh, that's, by thoughts? the way, the eighth universal taping this year. Yes. Uh, so, um, and the only reason I know that is because I'm working on a stat of live events uh, that I'm like halfway through. I know how many live venues AEW's run this year. I'm still calculating out of the 189 venues WWE ran this year, how many of them were for each show. Uh, so this is what I do when I have downtime. I work on stats. Uh, but anyway. We uh, like stats so, here at Fightful. We love them. That's what we do. Uh, there's Mr. Sean Ross stats over here. Not as much anymore. I know, not as much. But so uh, as far as what I think they end up doing, um, you know, Tony Khan was asked about that on the call, and one of the things he said was that uh, he would be addressing that with the media on the post-show scrum on Saturday. And so that tells me that they at least have some kind of idea of what's going to be happening and will likely get an announcement of what it is at uh, Final Battle, and then coming out of Final Battle, we... Uh, he'll probably answer some questions about it. Um, what that is, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know. You know, there were some rumors. You know, Alvarez had, had talked about a few weeks ago um, hearing that there was some kind of imminent deal with uh, HBO Max, soon to, I guess, just be Max. Uh, and people in AEW claim that wasn't true to me. Really? Like, people okay. that I feel like would know. But, I mean, also, they could just be lying as well because they did lie to me about something else, trying to throw me off the scent of one of their own stories. So, uh, Yeah, but- I, I don't know. Um, like I said, that's why I gave credit where that one came from. Sure. Uh, as far as where it gets announced, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be just a standard terrestrial TV deal the way mm-hmm. we've uh, – uh, what we've seen before. I don't think it's going to be kind of a broadcast TV thing, whatever it ends up being, because I, I think maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't, but that's not what I think it is. Guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. This show completely driven by that. We'll also have a brief post show on Fightful Select. Caden says, Will, you're one of the kindest people I've ever met, and I'm happy to call you a friend. Sean, you're the best at your job. Keep it up, besties. It's great to have Caden at WrestleCade. He did, he did a good job helping us. Yeah, WrestleCaden. Yeah, would we belt FTR on Wednesday? No, and that, I mean, I hate it because it's like well past when they should have probably been belted. And Tony mentioned that on the call today, too. Um, and he was like, man, they've, they've been kind of screwed over by nothing of their own, like just people getting hurt and their schedule. Oh, he's talking about the... Creative of CM Punk and how he had plans for them as a trio, yeah. uh, FTR and CM Punk. And we saw that coming out of uh, Double or Nothing. You know, FTR came out after the show. They held CM Punk up on their shoulders. And then they had the, the six-person tag match um, that Wednesday against, who was it, Max Caster and the Ass Boys, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and so it was clear that there were some plans right before Punk broke his foot. Uh, so I, I fully believe that that's the case. As far as belting them, um, it's tough right now because, like, you look at the acclaimed. There's no reason to stop their momentum right now. They're the number one tag team in the company. 
They are the top selling act in terms of merch. Uh, people are still very much into scissoring daddy ass. <laughs> I, I think, especially because you have a pay-per-view to sell this Saturday, my gut feeling is that coming out of that match, we're going to know what FTR is doing this Saturday and who they're defending the titles against. My gut says sure. the kingdom. Um, but Does your gut see. say that? Yes, that's just my gut saying that. I saw Mike and Maria at WrestleCade. They were very nice. I was. I love those guys. They are great people. Jacob says, with TK setting the record straight on Regal's release, you've heard any reactions from AEW and EC3's comments? I mean, some people that were like, oh, there's no way, surely. But, I mean, like, listen, you can say a lot of things about EC3. I've never heard him be in, like, the habit of lying about things like that. Like, that's just... That's ne never what I've known of him. I'm sure he did have a conversation like that where he was told that. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's the control your narrative guy. Did he say some stupid saucy shit in an interview with me? Yeah, he did. Uh, but I do I've never heard him like be in the habit of lying about things like that. Nobody, most people aren't going to have unanimously positive work experiences. So it happens. Uh, Jeremy said, have you heard anything about Ibushi coming to AEW? I know Omega wants him there. Um, the, the, Everybody's the, the, on this Michael Nakazawa tweet. I know, yeah. I know. And listen, there, there's a lot I can't really, not that I can't, I won't talk about, but I would be shocked and, and very, very pleasantly, overwhelmingly surprised if we saw Ibushi wrestling anytime soon, uh, especially consistently. But, um, that's that's all I'll say about that, and I hope that is wrong. I very I very much hope that's wrong. Graham says, "Will you two ever wrestle tag team name?" Um, I was actively training before I got COVID, um, and now I feel horrible. But I, I've got some physical stuff that I got to take care of, completely separate of COVID. But tag team name, hmm, Sapsity. There you go. <laughs> oh, I love. <laughs> Do you know who's been doing WWE's theme music? Uh, the new themes are much better than the generic ones we got in the Thunderdome era. I believe it's still Death it's Rebel. Def it's, def Re it's still Death Rebel. Um, yeah. And I mean, the, it, you were about to say Def Leppard. It sounds I like know. a bunch of one-armed yeah. guys were doing their themes for a while. <laughs> uh, I, I'll say the change, and it's the same change you saw with CFOs. And you just, it's one of those things you have to give time to. CFOs' worst themes were the themes where they were suddenly just told, "Hey, we need a theme." tomorrow right yeah. and uh they just cranked you out some generic shit because that's how things can tend to flow especially on the main roster um and with deaf rebel kind of what they were told my understanding was that uh they kind of got this blanket like hey we are severing some of these deals and not severing because the deal still exists with cfos i believe there's still a right share with CFOs as far as how they're being um, paid from streaming music and anything that's they sell, right? But it is a case of we need to get out of as many of those as possible. So it was like, okay, please get us this theme, this theme, this theme, this theme, replace this theme, replace Braun Strowman, replace Matt Riddle, replace whatever themes we've got. I can't hear you anymore, Sean. Sorry. It's still wild to me that after the Jim Johnson thing that they were like, Hey, you know, maybe we should just set up these deals in a different way that are, are more friendly to us. Well, <laughs> well okay. what's interesting, too, though, is that as far as um, 
what the change is though as far as the themes are concerned is that when you have time to work on stuff when you can work directly with the wrestler look at roman reigns for example roman reigns said back in september of 2020 that he's working on a theme he's working on it with deaf rebel and they're gonna do it when the time is right and they worked on that thing and got it right they got the chorus the vocals all of that stuff on it to make it a theme that people love today but when it's a theme where on sunday afternoon they're told hey we need a theme for monday uh let's get this on raw you're not necessarily gonna get it so it's just a matter of everybody's mikey ruckus man like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> busting it out in his car on the way to the venue and it's still his, being good i still on his way to the venue uh my favorite story he ever told me was uh being asked to make a theme in the hotel he made it in the hotel <laughs> got it to the arena and then at the arena they were told oh actually this wrestler brought their own music it's fine yeah so unreal Corey says, any thoughts on Kylie Ray's tryout with WWE? Still not sure how I feel it should be pre- presented on the NXT or main roster. I just hope she's happy, healthy, willing to do it. You know, she's had runs with Impact and AEW that didn't work well. She has spoken openly about her mental health struggles and, and all that. Uh, I don't think that anyone is is exempt from that or, or overcoming it. And I was pleasantly surprised. I'm just glad that she's getting a look. She obviously, I mean, why wouldn't they want a look at her if they feel confident she can do it. Uh, Casey Navarro, boy, the timing of that feature worked out really, really well. I spoke to him a bunch of times. Killer Cross straight up said, I want him in WWE. I want him there. He's there. You got Vincent and Dutch there. So the And I like that they're separating these tryouts, Will. Like, you don't have these guys in there with the NIL collegiate kids that don't know how to roll or run ropes. They're in there doing their own private one-week tryout. That's a very smart thing for them to do. It's a nice change of pace, too, because uh, one of the things I noticed when we were putting together the nominations for the Fightful Awards was there's a category, Debut of the Year. And one of the things was that WWE uh, hasn't had a whole lot of debuts. There's been a lot of returns in 2022, but for the most part, they haven't brought anybody new into their system in a while that hadn't been there before. It's, It's been at least over a year since somebody was just kind of brought in. So one of the things I would like to see more of is uh, some of those outside names that already have a little bit of recognition behind them brought in again. It's been, you know, that was a staple of the old NXT of seeing such and such sitting in the front row uh, at a takeover and uh, them making their way into WWE and then eventually getting called up to the main roster. And it's been a while since we've seen that. The NXT 2.0 system wasn't really designed around that, but I think you can kind of see them start to get into pulling in names that people are familiar with. Speaking of uh, FightfulSelect.com and the awards, there will be another topic today. Also, you guys have been asking for a Miro update. I got a Miro update coming for you guys today, so subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Matt Hennessy says, do you think with how over Sami Zayn is, He's got to be the guy to dethrone Roman at Mania next year. Do you think if WWE go with Cody or Rock, they risk fan backlash similar to Batista? I don't think they risk the the backlash. I think a lot of people in WWE still really love uh, Cody Rhodes, and I think as soon as that music hits at the Rumble, will a lot of the Sami Zayn talk is going to go down, and people will go, 
Okay, tag team titles, perhaps. Yeah, and I think they're still in, in goal for Sami Zayn. I think, you know, the story of him dethroning the Usos is just as good. Considering he spends more time with the Usos than Roman Reigns on screen, that's a lot of the interaction we've gotten. I think that's just as big of a story for Sami. And, uh, no, I don't... There's another thing as far as fan backlash is concerned. Uh, Batista in 2014. The difference now, and I think WWE is probably grateful for this, is that you don't hear that go watch a show from 2014 or 2015 wwe crowds don't sound like that anymore wwe crowds don't necessarily have a lot of those rebellious chants rebellious reactions any longer um a lot of times the reactions are kind of subdued altogether but for the most part i think they're pretty satisfied with the fact that AEW stole a lot of those fans yeah and they're like keep that sound over there and We'll figure out how to get this one. Very good point. Uh, King Bling Bloss says, should WWE or AEW run a Super Bowl ad in 2023? I think it's something more that WWE would do unless AEW anchored down their new deal somehow before that. And Warner Brothers said, all right, let's invest in this. Uh, I would love it, but I think it would be a good way to also let people know, hey, if you've went away from WWE for quite a while, we're going to do things differently now. Give us a shot again, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's it's all about the money. That's really yeah. what it's about and whether or not you want to spend on a Super Bowl ad. Everybody's taking losses on those these days, so you really have to want to spend millions of dollars on something that may not have that kind of a return. Matt Hennessy says, any news on Roderick Strong? I've asked before. I know he re-signed last year. Don't believe the BS of him being a free agent. Um, I've asked WWE. They haven't told me anything. He's still listed internally on NXT rosters. So I uh, haven't heard anything of that as of yet. And I've asked um, multiple times. Who do you see being the next top female star that is currently in NXT? Someone who can be on par with Bianca and the horsewomen. I think in a different type of like not overwhelming in an athletic sense, like we see with Charlotte, Bianca, Rhea is Roxanne Perez. Like she's the one. <laughs> She's the one that seems to connect, Will. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that uh, Roxanne Perez, um, when you think about uh, just the the youthful energy that she exudes and uh, the fact that um, she just has such a marketable personality, all of that, I think she's kind of the one. Bill Hemmett, any news on the Fightful Christmas stream, Sean? I don't know if we're doing one this week. In previous years, we were not making money. So for Christmas bonuses, it made an awful lot of sense to do Super Chat, Humper Chat-driven Christmas streams. It feels a little weird now with us even profiting a little bit to do that. But uh, I'll see what you guys want. If you guys want to do that, uh, we will certainly add to them that way. But I think our bonuses will just be distributed in a discretionary manner. So basically, everybody but Kate gets one. Rahav says, uh, hey, SRS, will you make it to AEW's debut in the Bay Area? Would love to say hi in person. I don't plan on it as of yet, but anything is possible. Uh, I would probably want to limit my travel, especially after getting COVID as bad as I did. Uh, I am not keen on getting out there anytime soon, but we'll see. I will be at the Rumble. I'm doing that. So Brent Lauchman says, her honor club appears to be back. What's up with that? What if the ROH deal, the TV deal, is just on Honor Club? Well, that would be disappointing. Uh, I'd rather be on YouTube. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Oof, oof. That 
Uh, you know, I said back when sort of like waving the flag right there. Yeah, because I, 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 I said up. back back when NWA Power went to a paid format, I thought that was a disaster waiting to happen. Um, just thinking about, uh, I mean, gotta it'll get work out in the door, man. Got to get people in the door. It'll work out better than NWA in the sense that at least. AEW exists as an option to promote it to people. I always thought that NWA didn't necessarily have any way to um, to introduce it to people, as you say, get them in the door. Oh, I still don't like that idea. I hope that's not it. Yeah. Somebody says EC3 has lied about everything else. Why wouldn't he lie now? What? Like, like about what? What have I missed that he has lied about? Like, I just don't. I'm not, maybe I'm just not, I haven't been paying attention to his beat, but I'm not sure like this, this great history of him just making shit up. Like maybe I've just completely ignored that beat, but Mr. CJ Lilly says, Hey you guys, I asked about, uh, I asked Will this Sunday, but Sean, what about rebranding Rampage to ROH as right now Rampage isn't hitting at all to boost the show. I don't know if that will boost the show might hurt the show. Um, but that's, that's a Warner brothers. And it's not that easy because, yeah, you that's not what was sold to yes. uh, Warner Brothers Discovery or Warner Media at the time. Um, you can't just necessarily change the show. Yeah. When do you guys see Cody Rhodes returning to WWE? Royal Rumble is what I see. Five, four, three, two, one. Wrestling yep. has more than one royal fan. Exactly. Mr. CJ Lilly says, with Alexa going for Bianca next, do you think Oscar gets a brief feud with Rhea until Becky and Bailey are done even bring in a Kana character for Oscar. Well, I, I've long thought that they should bring in a Kana character. In fact, when I see all the Alexa Bray stuff, I'm like, why not Oscar as well? Like, why not her? If if like she can play that, she can do spooky lore bullshit stuff and and look way cooler doing it. And I probably sell a whole bunch of merch, reinvigorate a lot of interest in her. I think that would be a, a really nice method. And Mr. CJ Lilly says, of course, my Alexa question. Do you think that she turns after she loses to Bianca because of the loss or Bray? Or does she turn before the match? Well, right now it seems like Bray's a baby face. So I don't know how she would turn. She might just adjust her persona. But at this point, they're going really, really heavy handed into the Alexa Bray related stuff with the sister Abigail and the things flashing in the background. What do you think that, uh, what do you think uh, about that? I mean, I, I, I think. Because you don't necessarily have to align her with Bray. You could align her against Bray. Sure. Um, if you want to go back into lore, right? Because you can uh, take it back to WrestleMania and how the last time we saw the two of them together, she bled motor oil. And uh, and that cost Bray his match with Randy Orton. Is she going to align with uh, Uncle What's-His-Butt? Like, I, I think we <laughs> that's a place we could end up with Alexa. I don't know. Um yeah, I mean, we're kind of jumping ahead. This all assumes, of sure. course, that she beats Bailey. I think she will, but we're jumping ahead there, folks. Yeah. If you're looking to not align with dirty, nasty pubic hair, manscaped.com and the code Fightful as you covered, get 20% off and free shipping on all of their great packages. And right now, you want some of those packages for your package, for the package of the one that you love, for the holidays. They have the Platinum Package 4.0, which is a luxury full-body grooming kit. The Performance Package 4.0 that is an all-in-one grooming kit. The Perfect Package 4.0 
the groin grooming kit. Plus, you can get things individually like the lawnmower 4.0, the refined cologne, the boxers, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. But beyond that, they've got all types of liquid formulations for the restroom, post-shower, getting cleaned up, whether it be body wash, shampoo, cologne, all that good stuff, manscaped.com slash or manscaped.com and then the code Fightful gets you a great deal. 20% off plus free shipping. All those sets, all those tools for your tools. The Plow 2.0 face razor, the crop shaver as well. The body buffer, which is a silicone body scrubber. The shears, it's your luxury nail kit. Anything to take care of yourself and make yourself look sleeker, look better. Manscaped and the code Fightful has your back. We're heading down the home stretch, guys. We are going to have a bit of a post show, a very short one on FightfulSelect.com. Grim Spider says, "How much? Or much? Hey, much love to two great guys. Any thoughts on Jade and Naomi? I mean, this Bow Wow angle has got to go somewhere, right? Do they look good together? Uh, all due respect to Bow Wow, I think that Naomi and Sasha Banks are both more socially relevant than he is, <laughs> and I don't think either one of them need him right now. Uh, Will, your thoughts?" Um, it depends. Look, I can't knock Bow Wow simply because I grew up in the 106 and Park era and Bow Wow is Mr. 106 and Park. And I'm pretty sure that this tour he's on, this Millennium Tour, actually doing halfway decently with the aunties. Now, that said, um, Jade versus Naomi. I think I'd scratch the verses there simply because based off of what they tweeted last night, uh, it's it seems that they are... Uh, very supportive of each other. And that's really what I gathered here. I think they're both smart enough to know that just tweeting this stuff out raises eyebrows and gets uh, people talking about either one of them. I don't necessarily believe that there's any deal in place as far as either of them are concerned, but I think they both knew that, hey, if we're photographed together, if we're holding hands, my God, that's going to get social media going. And it did. Got me going. Yeah, uh, we've got Justin Robbins says, don't know you guys went live. YouTube never notifies me now. I'm telling you guys, please tweet at Team YouTube and let them know. Uh, Gregory Nelson said the same thing. I know, guys, we've been getting screwed ever since the, the, the live video shorts tab happened. Nicholas Olson, I've asked about this. He says, what was WWE's contribution on the Teddy Hart doc? So Ke- saw Kevin Dunn was an executive producer. I'd imagine they lent some footage, but uh, I've been asking about like what the hell you know what's up with that we got r.i.p wrestle your british british granny says since the start of the tournament trios matches have almost always been the lowest rated quarter hours a couple times they were second lowest what do you think can be done to keep people from large leaving in large numbers when they come on (sighs) that i don't know you have to condition people that trios wrestling is important and i know that's hard when your top trios go away for two or three months at a time uh yeah it's especially this because you know that really the definitive point of this trio's best of seven isn't going to happen like the title isn't switching back and forth uh as this goes on so some people might be conditioned to think nah it's not as important but i thought it was one of those things that they kind of had to test will and i haven't paid that much attention to the viewership numbers that's Um, what i'm pulling up right now uh, which I do think it, I think think it goes well into this question. How 
How concerned are both companies with the loss in viewership for WWE and AEW? What's making people turn off thoughts or go to streaming maybe? Well, for WWE, it's Monday Night Football. Like they are, they are at the mercy of football. For AEW, I wish I had an answer, but you know, not having guys like Hangman and Cole and CM Punk and people like that does not help. But uh, as far as the trios aspect of things, Will, do you think there's anything they can do to condition fans to think it's a little more important than it is? I mean, because I don't necessarily know that the trios thing is is 100% true uh, because it wasn't um, – match two was not the lowest-rated quarter. Um, okay. And it was the lowest-rated quarter uh, match three was, which was the main event. But also, main events haven't been doing well almost across the board. Sure. Uh, and mm. that is something that I've been finding fascinating. I actually tweeted about that maybe like two months ago when before there were even trios matches main eventing where I said that there's this fascinating phenomenon happening where the last quarter um, is either... So the second to last quarter is doing really poorly. Like Raw this week, second to last quarter was, I think, 1.1 million. And luckily they happened to boost it back up a little bit up to 1.2, but it was... Uh, a huge loss there. And I wish I knew what was driving things like this. I think that um, there's a narrative around the trios primarily because it's a lot of people who hate the Bucks and Kenny and want to kind of spin it as a, oh, look, Cornette's right kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but a, I think there's a little more nuance to it than that. And I think it has a lot to do with the structure of the show more than anything else. As we wrap up, guys, we're going to head over to Fightful Select. Uh, Corey says, sending props to both of you, but especially Will today. If Mariah Carey was to appear on a wrestling show, where would you book her? I know you've thought about this. Oh, yeah. I've booked angles around this. Um, and uh, dethroning Roman. Um, okay. It makes sense to me. Crossover star will get you a lot of attention. You'll be on the front page of USA Today. That much I know. Yes. So that, that's what you got. Uh, guys, reminder. Uh, wait, are you doing Day After Dynamite tomorrow or no? Yes. Uh, okay. Andrew Zarian, by the way, is my guest tomorrow on that. Day After Dynamite. <laughs> Just book Paige Van Zant, that guy. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Not, not for your show, but for another show. Uh, guys, <laughs> leave a thumbs up. We are heading over to Fightful Select. I'm going to have a Miro update today. I am working on getting a lot of news out there on Fightful Select. Best $5 in the business. Uh, I was told, of course, as if YouTube screwing us wasn't enough, Patreon was uh, messing up some some uh, re-up subscriptions. So check that stuff out. We've got anniversary billing in effect. So if you subscribe today, you're billed on the same uh, day every single month. It's no longer the first of the month. Thank you guys so much. Until next time. We're out. We're out. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. 
depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.